What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Catch a Flight with Paulie. Got my man Kyle from Horace joining us today from uh, Escondido, right? Or where Oceanside. Are you? Oceanside? The festival's in Escondido. Okay, my bad. <laughs> One of these super rad neighborhoods, though, where it's warm and sunny out, unlike uh, this dreary Portland weather we're dealing with lately. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, Kyle. Extremely excited to uh, have the tap tape tap tap take over the collaboration we're doing with you, the release of you know our two year project in the making. Yeah. So what do you want to start with today, dude? I already went for the brute. The brute. All the stars. All the stars. Cheers, dude. It's very good. Thank you. Happy uh, ten thirty in the morning yeah. on Friday. Though. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, after you, um, after you take a sip or two, let's let's start out by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and, and about yeah. Horace. Um. So I uh, started Horace, I guess the idea was back in 2015. Okay. And, uh, so young. Yeah. <laughs> um, really didn't release beer until early last year. And okay. uh, it's a side project in every way, shape and form. Um, I work a full-time job. I've uh, been with that company for going on 11 years. Wow. Um, I don't brew much. Uh, I don't have a brew house. I have a barrel warehouse where I ferment and store and uh, do bottle release pickups out of there every once in a while. And the rest of the beer goes to festivals and events like we had last night. Cool, so, man. Yeah. yeah so, you're, so you're a blendery, right? You don't, you don't brew, you don't have your own brew house. I right? don't have my own brew house. I brew elsewhere and I'll put it in totes and bring it back to my facility. Uh, I've done I think I've brewed at five or six different local breweries Whoa. now. Um, a few of them more so than others, and I just brewed my first one at Mason and San Marcos. So hopefully that one goes well and can do that cool. one more often because they're closer to me. Now is all, um, we were curious, right, because we had some of your bottles and, yep. and kegs on last night, and some of them didn't say barrel age, right? So yeah. is, is everything barrel no. age or no? So okay. initially I wanted it to be. Um, there was a huge demand for non-barrel age stouts after a few of the collab, so yeah. I thought, why not? And I brewed five all of last year. So not very much quantity, but uh, yeah. it was fun, and I think they were well-received, and I'll probably do... Dude, they were killer. Yeah, yeah thanks, we man. We tried a couple yeah. last night. I'll yeah. probably do about the same, maybe a couple more this year. Um, do you call them pastry stouts? I, I think they're teetering on them. Uh, I like to try to balance them. All of them last year had coffee in them. Um, I've had a few people reach out and just asking to do one without, because they either have a an allergy or can't right, do right. caffeine so mm -hmm. I think I'll push that next year and uh, definitely some of the barrel aid stouts coming out will have coffee on either, so. cool yeah. now um, so you do stouts barrel, barrel aged stouts mm -hmm. right yeah. obviously you do showers which we're going to talk about here, yeah. which I'm psyched about any other beers you do uh, I do IPAs um, on collab front I've done everything from you know uh, 17% stout down to a classic Belgian style table beer. Um, so yeah, I think on Collapse it's fun to brew the beers that I had, you know, grown up brewing at home and being right. able to put them on a production scale, but I don't brew often enough to do a lot of them myself, right. so just kind of yeah, you don't even have the time, dude. How no. do you have to, <laughs> tell the people the world how you have time, right? So you're a family man. I am. Uh, and you have a full-time job. I do. And you do hard, but yeah. how do you survive, dude? Uh, <laughs> last few years have been rough on the work-life balance, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, 
I'm gonna tone it back on the collab front and uh, tell everyone how many you've done the past couple uh, years out there. Dude. I think 2017 I did 55, and uh, this past year was in the in the 20s. Um, dude, 55 in one That's year. Fucking nuts, man. Yeah, and it started. It started. As I don't think we've done 55. <laughs> I think we've done like 25. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, four and there's of them. three of us. We could we could divide and conquer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Four of them have been with you guys, which is yeah. cool. I think that's the most oh, I've cool. done with any that's, brewery. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So um, speaking of uh, collabs with us, yeah. Uh, what's this? What's the yeah. name of this beer right so, here? So, um, I think in May uh, is the end of my first year of my bottle club membership, and this beer is our collaboration when you guys came out, and it's a blend of pork barrels that James, Andy, and I um, tasted through, and. It's a combination of our yeast cultures. Um, this particular one is a one-off uh, of that beer with uh, local blueberries and blackberries. So Sweet. We had it for the event last night, and these are probably the last few ounces. Cool. cool. Your, your local fruit or our local fruit? My local fruit. Okay, cool. Um, Hood River fruit, that was the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this beer, it's pretty low on acidity level as the base, and it's it's really clear. It's fucking delicious, man. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's pale straw color, and then all the color is pretty much coming from the fruit, and it's it's not a lot of fruit. I wanted to keep the funk prominent yeah. and uh, let the base beer speak for itself, and it came out really good. Dude, yeah. You get such a good blend of funk and tartness, right? And that's that's really hard to do. I know um, just from talking with a lot of homebrewers out there that taste our sours, and, how people don't feel about ours. So we're working on ours. You know, we we've hired Rob from Rare Barrel. And yeah. We're uh, we've got some good stuff coming out. So I don't know why I'm talking about myself. Too. No, you're good. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. With sours, I just have always liked balance. I uh, there's a time and place for acidity. I, I think you you should let the fruit kind of speak for itself. Yeah. I think my my stone fruit beers um, will go on to the cherry one next, but peach and nectarine apricot especially those beers will come off more acidic but when those beers um don't have fruit on them they're pretty low ph i mean on the on the ph scale and acidity levels so cool yeah where uh where, where'd you learn to, to make just, great kind of it's like lambic style right yeah kind of where, where'd um, you learn this stuff just crazy trial and error at home like obsessive home brewing um this culture that is in this beer started as a couple berries on a creek in, in my in one of my houses. Is that a K R I E K or C R E? Beer joke. C R E E K. But yeah, there. Uh, I just propped it up, and it was pretty wild going from you know a couple gallon batches to to pitching sixty full size wine barrels last right. year. But, wow. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm happy with it. I, I definitely. Um, had to dump a good amount mm -hmm. part of the, the learning process when yeah. you're scaling up. Yeah, it sucks doing that, dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's horrible having to dump a batch of beer. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I mean, this is, the sours are my passion. Um, that's what I, I really want to concentrate on. And as you know, just opening a place and concentrating on sour beer, paying a lease before you even have approval and then the beer sitting for a year or two. Right, it's, right, it's right. not the most lucrative uh, business, but making a few other beers on the side will allow me to keep pursuing this passion and just keep or the side Or not putting money going. into your kid's 529 <laughs> yeah, plan. Or, <laughs> or my daughter not going to college. Right. Um, but yeah, these, these are what I take pride in. Um, 
I really, I really put a lot of effort into blending and, and tasting these. And people that know me on a personal level know that I'm pretty spreadsheet uh, fanatical. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the you're, notes. You're an accountant. Yeah. At heart, right? <laughs> Not at heart. Sorry. Yeah. But but yeah. My the, job. The notes get out of control, and uh, I think that's the fun and. and Making these kind of beers and watching them evolve. Tell us, tell us about your spreadsheet, bro. How many, yeah. how many rows and columns do <laughs> you got? Dude? Um, I think so. I'm up to 130 <laughs> barrels. Um, is that is that each row? No, that's that's one each, and then column wise, we're we're at like seven columns. So there's a good amount right. of data on there. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, are you are you an Excel dude or Google Excel. Google Sheets dude? Excel. Excel. I'm a. I'm like an old man when it comes to all the new technology. I'm still learning that. But. Cool. We're at Google Sheets mode, man. Yeah. Dude, this so, beer is killer. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's taste barrel 121, man. Yeah. So. What's this beer all about? This beer is a. Uh, you guys see the color, man? Yeah. It's beautiful, dude. This beer was, you know, an experiment. I There's no other way to describe it. Uh, I put some really basic uh, 60% Pilsner, 40% wheat base <laughs> into uh, into bourbon barrels and uh, re-fermented wow. on cherries for, I think it was about three or four months, and then um, served it still. So you're drinking uncarbonated. I wanted you... Why do I get a little chocolate? Too? I get chocolate yeah, mixed with cherry. Definitely right? the bourbon barrel, yeah. yeah. There's like a cool vanilla chocolate toffee, um, and I think it, that comes from the char. Yeah. I haven't really used them much before. I'm getting like a chocolate-covered cherry, dude. It's yeah. crazy. Um, it's delicious, man. So, yeah, I, I think I haven't done much of this still stuff, but it's really cool to taste the beer as I would from a barrel. Um, it's not going to be for everybody. Some right. people want that aggressive prickly carbonation, mm -hmm. but um, it's fun. And this is a higher ABV sour. It's in the eight percent range. So, oh, nice. um, so yeah. we'll really enjoy lunch after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Cool. Man. Um, when are people going to be able to ever taste this? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've bottled a few of the still beers. Um, most sour bottles I won't release for about three months after bottling. Okay. Um, I bottle condition everything, um, and then I'll do rigorous tasting. And I think I'm sitting on. I promised club members eight unique sours. I've given them four, and there's I got to pick four more from eight in the next five months, which there's going to be even more to pick from. So I, I like having that kind of in my in the back burner, not not promising something and then like rushing a beer out. I want to have a bunch of stuff to pick from and yeah. kind of give them the best that I, that I Dude, and, and I really appreciate what you're doing as a business model. Oh, thanks, man. Most breweries don't act like a winery. You're acting like a very small batch winery, which we have a ton of those here in Oregon. We're, we're yeah. extremely lucky and I've visited a couple, tasted a couple, and that's how you run your business. And it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I think part of that is, uh, you know, the brewery is not meant to be like a lucrative, you know, job it's more of a, a passion a hobby a side project and my day job pays my bills and supports my family and will, you, will you ever quit your day job and go full force I ask me in a few years okay. I would like to at some point um, there's there's a lot going on in my personal life right now between right. Um, yeah, man. You got family, family. Yep. and moving and health and you know how it goes so yeah, um, yeah we'll see I, 
it's tough, man. It yeah. is. It's really fun the way it's going. Um, I can also see doing production someday and really enjoying it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. It's, it's equally stressful as oh, whatever yeah. you're doing I'm sure. now. Right now, you're double stressing yeah. it, though, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I worked at a company for exactly 11 years <laughs> before I, I went full-time here. Yeah, it's, it's wild to balance it all, but... Yeah. I mean, luckily we had partners, so maybe you could bring on a partner yeah. if you want. I don't know. That's, that's, that's helps, a thing. But <laughs> Being a solo, uh, solo employee operation is pretty yeah. taxing do at you, time. Do you have any even part-time employee, part-time help? No, but friends do volunteer, um, whether it's bottling on the six-head gravity filler or helping me at bottle pickups. Um, a few of them will help me pour at my festival. Um, my best friend helps me with a lot of like, the labels and the graphic design work and really cool artists I've used from New Jersey on everything, Spring Whitaker. So those yeah. are every bird you see. She, uh, she actually paints original canvases. And uh, I've been lucky with the people that have helped me along the way. Um, and I, I think this industry is really collaborative in yeah. general, whether cool. It's a beer with with my name on it, or a beer I help brew somewhere else. You yeah, know, it's always like a team effort. But I think that's really cool and just nice. Make lifelong friends, you know. Sweet dude. So, um, do you, can I ask you something that might be controversial? Yeah, let's no? go. Okay, um, I, I want to ask about a topic that's come up with us once yeah. or twice, and it's big in the industry. It's just, it's cultural appropriation, right? Yeah. So, um, one or two people have mentioned to us about our label for I Love It When You Call Big Papaya. Yeah. James and I both have multicultural wives that have brought this up. So, we're, we're not going to use that beer name anymore or label. Yeah. But I want, we're working on a beer together, yeah. Legend of the Woodsman, right? Yeah. And it's Drake. I'm joking. It's, it's Kyle from ours on the label, right? But, there, <laughs> but there, there's a headdress, right? Are, yeah. are you Native American? Do you no. have any feedback from people thinking you shouldn't yeah. use this logo anymore? What, what At do you the think, beginning, man? when there wasn't much education on the brand, um, yeah, there was a few people that were concerned. Um, my harsh shirt. The logo is... Harsh. Let me suck the coat That's anyway. a side profile of, of me. That's not Drake? No, it's not. All right. Surprising. All right. And this is a, a falcon on my head. So Horus means falcon-headed in ancient Egypt. And okay. the logo is actually a wedding gift from my wife. Um, cool. We had talked about the name a few months prior, and uh, she surprised me with it. And uh, it Is Horus... Back when I was doing conspiracy theory you yeah. know, research, right? is that Jesus, right? Yeah. Prior to Jesus, is, does it stem from Horus? Yeah, it's ancient, ancient Egypt. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. So, the focus of my brand, I wanted it to be an ode to birds of prey. I grew up around hawks and falcons, um, and yeah, that's it's literally a. Oh, what do you mean by you grew up around hawks and falcons? Uh, my dad. Is a falconer. Um, <laughs> this is, he, uh, you gotta tell the people about this. Have you ever told this story before? No? I have. Okay. I, not not uh, too in depth. But okay. I think when I was born, he had Harris hawks, which are um, bigger brown hawks, wow. typically seen. Like, where, and where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in LA, El Segundo, okay. little tiny okay. suburb. So in Los Angeles, your dad was a falconer. Yeah. So where the LA Galaxy play, um, I think. One of the NFL teams have been playing out near there, but it was all undeveloped. Um, behind Monkish and Torrance, it was just open fields. Okay. We'd go out there. Um, very vivid memories of going there still with him. And uh, 
and kind of flying falcons. Yeah. Well. So he went from Harris Hawks to Goss Hawks, which is the the name that inspired uh, the Stout series. Yeah, you have a lot of beers in there. And then he's been on uh, Cooper's Hawks mostly lately. They're a little smaller and easier to fly. Um, okay. It's definitely hard in LA because of all the. Uh, edit. That noise is awesome. <laughs> um, Sorry, we filmed this in a restaurant. We're in a brew pub, everyone. So. Um, Easier to fly in LA because we speak up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's gotten you know developed and all those fields are now industrial buildings. So he'll he'll have to drive quite a ways, go visit my uncle in Temecula, go out to Palmdale right. just to fly the birds. But okay, yeah, I grew cool. up as so. A, have you flown these birds? I mean, I've held them. I, I haven't. I would not call myself a falconer at all. Um, they're you. It's really a intense culture and uh, I, don't, I don't want to call it a hobby it's like a way of life right um, you go through the fish and game it's it's very particular and uh, no I have not okay whether it's <laughs> not having time or, or the drive yet I have not gone the falconry route <laughs> okay dude that's crazy though yeah um, thank you for the backstory man yeah no I appreciate problem. it oh uh, one thing I I want to talk about too. It's a totally different topic, but as I was getting dressed this morning, or not getting dressed, whatever, went to the gym. I was picking out what shoes I'm going to wear, right? Which I know is a big deal for Kyle. Yeah, it is. But um, I, I was just going to put on my my normal like Portland fucking rain boots. That's what you wear. And I was like, damn, hold up. I need to look fly for Kyle because you're a sneakerhead, right? I have been yeah. a sneakerhead. So for I threw on my Tribe Called Quest Vans for you. Awesome. But um, but talk talk to us about your sneaker collection. Yeah. Maybe what you're rocking now. What I'm what you rocked yesterday? Really and... basic fly nets. Uh, yesterday, what did I have on? Oh, some Ultra Boosts from Adidas. That's okay. like my everyday okay. sneaker. How many? When you travel for collabo, so you're up here for three days. How many pairs of sneaks do you I brought? Bring? I only brought two. Two. Um, I think two is usually the go-to, just because there's no room in the suitcase. Okay. But, um, I've had. I'm gonna rock Luminous, by the way. Move, yeah. move on yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I've been. Uh, That's mochi. Oh, Oh, luminous uh, uh, lemon rank pie, oh, sour awesome. egg, yeah. So I got into shoes, I think it's been about 18, 18 19 years. Um, I used to go to Undefeated on the Brea and Supreme on Fairfax a lot. Um, and it just kind of manifested from there. It got really heavy in college. Um, lately, I don't really buy much. And, uh, would, would your wife be pissed if you came probably with like yeah. two new pairs in the same yeah. day or something? She probably would. <laughs> um, used to have probably at one point upwards of 400 pairs and they come down to about 200. Wow. But, uh, so what'd you do with them? Uh, gave them away, Goodwill, um, I think. Did you sell? Gave my buddy Drake. Or no? I actually have a buddy named Drake. Okay. Good buddy. <laughs> um, I gave him a lot. We have a same shoe size, um, but yeah, never really got into the ball. Was that God's plan to give him one? Or no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after one joke. Yeah. <laughs> Good album. Um, no, it's, it kind of tamed once I realized, wow, that's a lot of boxes to put in the closet. <laughs> but you still have 200? Uh, yeah. So be. does that take up a closet or a room or what? Um, my office, I built out some racks that I display the majority of them, and then we have a little closet under the staircase that boxes are stored cool. in that yeah. my wife gives me yeah. crap about. So on the flip week. side, how many pairs of shoes does your wife have? Not, not even close. Really? Maybe 15, 20 pairs. Wow. Yeah, so in my family, my wife's shoes trump mine, but nowhere near 200. No. Yeah. So my grandma had a lot, and she always called me a Melvin Marcos, I think is the name. <laughs> 
think it was some lady who had a lot of shoes at some point. I never looked, but. <laughs> okay. Cool. Now, compared to other sneakerheads in the world, mm -hmm. uh, is your collection whack or is that legit? Um, I would say it's a mix of stuff I'm not worried about getting dirty and some stuff I'm terrified to wear again. Um, I got some really limited Jordans that I've wear, I think I've worn twice. Um, I was into the SB game early, so all those original dunks I pretty much yeah, have. That's cool. uh, I, I don't know. It's not whack, have but you, it's not like, When you come amazing. up here, are you dying to hit the Nike store? Have you hit one? No, the but I have, store? I've been to the outlet. I've never been there. I would love to. Um, Dude, why don't you ask us? Uh, I don't we know. could have got some tickets for you. Yeah. Next time. Um, I still might be on OTF if you want, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to that. Well, I'm gonna check with your wife first. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, check with your daughter at college fund first. Yeah. If I see something like new that I really need to have, I think in the past few years I've gotten a couple pairs, but it's yeah. nothing like, oh, I gotta get to to here. Right, um, right, right. When I go to Boston, I go to Bodega. When I go to New York, I go to Kith. Um, there's a few sh shops I really love. Uh, a couple in Miami, but. No. Are you Nike head? I'm mixed. You're open to uh, I would say the collection is probably mostly SBs and Jordans. So uh, yeah. a lot of the SBs are low, dunk lows. Um, Be, besides Nike, you mentioned. I got a lot Adidas. of Adidas, um, a lot of Puma. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, so you're you're open. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Jordans. I stopped at like. 15. I got you got any vans? I got a lot of vans. That's my shit. Um, I think my favorite pairs were the Simpsons collabs probably a decade ago. But, um, but yeah, I, I got some Star Wars, yeah. yeah, I love the vans. <laughs> For sure. I think the newer stuff, um, the only stuff I buy consistently every year, I, I buy one of each, not each colorway, every <laughs> model of a new LeBron, I'll get one colorway okay. Cool. But, yeah. Let's, uh, let's say something else. Dude. Yeah, let's How about, do um, guava mochi. This one's guava mochi, right? Yeah. Uh, people call them milkshake IPAs, whatever. You know, Cheers, we, we call ours mochi. We put Japanese ice cream in them. Toasted rice. Whoa, that's awesome. This one's guava. Yeah, this... Uh, you think... So you do IPAs, right? Have you ever yeah. messed with brewed IPAs, milkshake IPAs, I really sour IPAs, right? No, I would like to, especially at home. Um, it's hard to find time to brew at home. I really want to, especially on the meat front. I, I make a lot of, I used to make a lot of honey wine. Cool. Um, but I, yeah, I'd like to. I I don't, uh, I never brewed with lactose much. Um, Are you vegan? No, or just I just never did. My mom's lactose intolerant, a few yeah. other family members were, and I, when I home brewed, it was mostly for family and friends, yeah. I think, so. Outside of this, this was okay. selfish stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I want to. I think uh, like mouthfeel and, mm -hmm. and uh, perceived sweetness is just. Yeah, how much time got yeah no, you're good. Um, something that kind of the ground's just been broken, and there's a lot more room for yeah. exploration. So you, um, I want to talk for a second about, I guess, hype, right? Mm -hmm. Some people, people give us shit about, you know, hype and yeah. price and things like that. And we're both newer breweries, right? Yeah. Started around the same time. We do have higher price points, whatever. What, what do you think? Um, 
people, what are some typical questions that you think would be a good way to, to answer or address people? They ask like, are, are we just hype breweries, right? <laughs> no. Do we I, charge a lot so we can make insane fucking dollars and things like that? Not at all. Where do you want to start if you want to say anything to, to the people out there? that Because we both have tons of haters, right? Yeah, well, it comes with, I think, any brewery <laughs> these days. But um, quite opposite, I think, I think hype sucks. Um, I think for me, the quantities have been so small that it comes with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're a one man show. Yeah. Right? right. You know. So I can't make a lot of beer at once. I don't sell a lot of beer at once. Um, price points are higher for a few reasons. I have to rent other people's equipment. Um, I have. Barrels aren't cheap. You know. Yeah, and I have to. Uh, I mean, some of the ingredients I put into those stouts were crazy expensive, mm -hmm. and. Uh, mobile bottler like I don't have a lot of the luxuries of a production yeah. brewery dude I don't think people know we didn't put it on the label but for French toast right what what did you send us or, or yeah. what did we what did we utilize in there I don't so, think we told anyone I had an, uh, probably a half open bottle of Pappy Van Winkle that um, we put two pounds of vanilla beans in a mason jar with the rest of that and just pretty much let it saturate and uh, dude, that one happy y'all come on man <laughs> yeah. that's insane that beer was cool um I like doing just weird one-off things with stuff like that, and I think that's kind of what my brand, what I want my brand to be is, it's niche anyways, but mm -hmm. I don't want to let price of ingredients sacrifice like something I want to try right. or experiment with, and at my scale, it's not that scary for it to not, to not work out, I mean it would suck, but it's not like a a 30 barrel production batch where yeah. if you had to dump something like that's a pretty major hit we're talking really tiny uh, amounts of a beer so I, I think that's fun um, going back to the hype thing I, real quick I think just it, about yeah. price one thing people don't understand is so, so Kyle has a day job right like yeah. we, we have jobs right mm -hmm. we're home with family like what price do you put on this man's time when yeah. he's not at work at his day job or at home with his family if he wants to give a couple hours a week to do yeah. this beer like why can't he charge more for his time and labor dude? yeah you know, like, it's it is what it is um mm -hmm. I, you know i'm sure not, if it's you not were, lucrative if you were an accountant <laughs> account firm with your years of experience what would your billable hours be uh a whole lot more than 300 to 500 beer. an hour probably right yeah. if you worked at deloitte or yeah, whatever consulting yeah. definitely um yeah i think uh i think the whole hype thing is it's centered around I think first and foremost, quality. If, if you've proven that a few beers are good and then you release one that's you know a small quantity, then people are automatically gonna get excited about it and that yeah. creates that whole game. Um, it's scary on, on our end, as you know, because people are expecting an amazing product and if it doesn't live up to every expectation they have, whether you feel a beer is great or not, mm -hmm. then they're disappointed and, and that sucks at the end of the day, but um, I just try to make as many people happy as I can with being a very, very small operation and right. continue having fun. Now in baseball, there's three strikes. What yeah. if someone talks shit on Instagram three times? What yeah. happens? That's, that's pretty much my rule. Um, we I were like, talking last night yeah. about you know if, if people are talking shit on us too yeah. much, and you know we don't want to silence the public, but no. there's so many people just being complete assholes on purpose. Yeah, yeah. there's trolls. Um, I love constructive criticism. It makes my beers better. Um, I'm a first-time business owner, so it helps me change how I do things in the future. Um, what I don't like is just constant badgering for no apparent reason or 
they're just trolls. I mean, right. if you if you have something valid uh, to say about the business for the beer, that's fine. But yeah. to or email right DM yeah. like hit me up. Dude, it's right? just you know? it's a it's a crazy culture. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's 19 people that love your beer for everyone that right. wants to be a troll. So yeah. maybe even 49 and one. Who knows what the yeah, ratio man. is. Do you, do you think in a couple years we'll see a Horace tap room anywhere? I would love to. Um, I mean, you know, tap rooms are what uh, you can make money in a tap room. I, I'm selling bottles online and very small quantities so i think that will come with if i left my day job i would need a tap room to support my family and sell my beer where people can well it's awesome you get to meet the people right yeah hang out and And that's been that's been my burger a shirt they try the beers and you know for sure it's a very cool place my parents were here two years ago and still talk about how cool it is (laughs) i came brought your wife and kid yeah. yeah willow right willow awesome name yeah no, uh, i remember great movie too yeah <laughs> is that where you got the name yeah <laughs> our friend friend came up with it and then we were like oh yeah about Kilmer. i love that girl, yeah. um i think for me the highlight of this past year was i have a, a bottle membership club with 200 people yeah and getting to see those people like every month or every two months and making that personal connection them giving me feedback on my beers um that's what makes it really cool. Um, cool man. I think that's what what drives me to keep that yeah. going and um, just kind of play it by ear and do what I can from a, a labor perspective and not you know kill yeah. myself in the process with working too much. Um, uh, so Kyle, tell us about you know we're participating in the hoop nanny, right? Yeah. Tell us about the hop culture. Or let's start it out. Hold on, start it over. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I know you got an upcoming festival, right? It's yeah. it's you and Hop Culture, right? Yep. Together. So Horace Hop Culture. It's called a Hoot Nanny, right? Yes. Tell us all about it, dude. Um, so I had a lot of local breweries pushing me to do a festival just based on the relationships I have with breweries around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely know a lot of people through events and collaborations and I for me on a personal level, I wanted to give back to people that collaborated with me when I was getting started and just have friends out for a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Met the Hop Culture guys at an event in New York and uh, had heard great things about them running logistics on festivals Mm -hmm. and uh, I knew I couldn't do it all by myself. I knew I could get great breweries there but I didn't know where to start on the permit front and uh, all that but I'm really excited. We got 80 81 breweries coming. Wow, dude. Um, yeah, that's a lot, man. We were going to plan one and only have like 25 yeah. to 40. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think it'll be a lot different than anything you've ever seen in our area. Um, How many are not from the U.S.? Uh, I think we're at four. Okay. Uh, we got Dry and Bitter coming from Denmark, um, Bellwoods in Canada, but... Yeah, that's where the distribution stuff gets really yeah, tricky. Yeah, tricky. Right. Um, a few just to see how that goes, and if I decide to make this an annual thing, um, push for more next time. Cool. But yeah, uh, where and when? It's in Escondido on the twenty sixth of this month, January, and uh, it's going to be at a really cool venue, California Center for Arts, uh, indoor and outdoor space. I think capacities. 6,000 inside and 4,000 out, Whoa, so dude. you're talking 10,000 total. That's and a big festival, man. We're going <laughs> to cap it at 2,000 people. Okay. Um, you know, there's been some interesting stuff I've learned along the way on 
how local um, jurisdiction controls port sizes and um, layouts and everything that you yeah. don't really know until you get into the nitty gritty of it all. So. Who? Uh, how about a fun question, right? Whose beers are you most excited to taste at the festival? Oh, that is a really hard <laughs> I'm really easy to choose from, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on a selfish. Um, yeah. I'm really wanting to try some of the collabs, um, if the ones from Kane and Wakefield make it out, um, from other breweries that I haven't really dabbled all that much in, Forager um, from Minnesota, I've loved everything from them. Cool. Um, American Solera is one of my favorite breweries in Oklahoma, and I mean, everyone in general, I think everyone coming makes phenomenal beer, and that, that was fun, picking like who I love and friends, so I, I'm going to have to pace myself because there's going to be a lot of beer. Yeah, dude, you're going to get crushed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, and Hop Culture's running it right there. Yeah, awesome. so Kenny and Olivia have been on it, and uh, we got, I think the most exciting thing on a non-beer front, in August, I took my family to Portland, Maine, and Peter Bissell. Wait, wait, wait. There's another Portland? There is. <laughs> um, Peter Bissell, one of the Bissell brothers, is a uh, part owner of High Roller Lobster Company. Oh, cool. They're bringing oh, yeah. a car. They were right next to you guys, right? In, uh, in Copenhagen, Copenhagen, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember chatting with them. Yeah, because yeah. people want us to do a Portland to Portland collab. Yeah, yeah, that'd be rad. Um, so they own a, a lobster company, right? They're yeah. bringing it all the way across uh, the country. To, wow. To serve so you're going to have lobster rolls? Lobster rolls at the awesome, festival. Dude. I was just, just yesterday, I interviewed right here Rick from uh, Lardo and Grasse, and he owns a Kingpin lobster here in Portland. Yeah. No, Lardo's amazing. Sweet, dude. Um, so, yeah, the food's going to be cool. That um, really cool street hot dog vendor, um, Mexican seafood grilled cheese it's it's gonna be a good cool. time I got I think something I haven't announced yet that's really exciting oh shit what yeah. is it <laughs> um, three three different stouts yeah so it's goshawks grass migration and territory a uh, an ice cream company near where I went to college is actually making stout ice cream awesome. for the fest so cool what fun. college uh, I went. I ended up at Redlands, but I started at Gonzaga. So cool. It's at the base of Big Bear Mountain. That's awesome, man. Um, any last? We got to wrap up. Our yeah. restaurant's going to open soon. This is, by, by the way, for those that don't know, this is why we don't normally crush all the flights. It's super <laughs> early in the morning when we do this. Yeah, but I did not do well. What? Dude, you got to drink the lumberberry. <laughs> I, I, I crushed your barrel. No, I will. Right. I will. But um, yeah. Any last thing you think people want to know about you, or that you want to give a shout out to your wife, or I don't know. What, um. Yeah. Shout since out I said it, you got to give a shout out. Hi, Laurel. Hi, wives. <laughs> I wish my mom and dad and sister came up. They they love Portland. They love you guys. Next time, next year, we're gonna brew French toast again. You heard it first here. Yeah. Um, might be called Frenchier toast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, we'll make it an annual trip. And I just you know I love Portland. Thank you guys for hosting. Cool. Last yeah. night was Cheers, super man. fun. Thanks for having. Us. Or to whatever. Lump, Thanks for coming out, dude. Love variant. Yeah. <laughs> Go try some Horace Jones if you can get your hands on it. Peace. Cheers.